0: For episode number twenty-eight of Gunfighter Cast, I'm your host Daniel Shaw. Today's date is April third, two thousand ten. This episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about anti-terrorism. Now, I started thinking about this about two weeks ago. I was, I was thinking, you know, I want to do something on you know anti-terrorism, but have it very broad to where you know it covers just daily activities, even if you're not thinking about terrorism. It's just you know good practice for for security reasons all around. So that's what I was thinking about doing. Then uh, these bad guys start doing crazy stuff in Russia, and uh, we, we get some people out in near uh, Detroit acting a fool, and then some uh, stuff in California with some law enforcement officers and some things going on that you know, really, people need to really understand this, especially law enforcement officers that seem to be getting targeted a little bit right now. And I know a large amount of my listener base are actually you know, active law enforcement officers. So I'm going to do my best to do this justice and give you guys yeah, some good information that you can act on. Not so much gunfighting, but you got to stay alive to make it to the fight. You know, if you get after the bang or, or whatever, or stop the bang from happening if you can before. So that's what this is all about. But when I was thinking about this, I started brushing up on just some information and just the subject matter. and Trying to you know, get a little outline of what I'm going to talk about in the show. And I kept coming up with so much stuff that I wanted to talk about that was really good. You know, surveillance detection, uh, how to you know, detect that somebody's doing some kind of surveillance on you, encounter that surveillance, you know, how to lose them if somebody's following you or whatever. And just some pretty cool stuff that I think is, is really cool, but also practical. It can be practical because you got terrorists following you because you're some, uh, you know, high-level CEO in your company or you have access to the Internet, Uh or your your intranet or whatever it is you guys have in the network or something like that, and you, you're a target. You know it could be in you many many different ways it applies. It could also mean that somebody's following you because they plan on robbing you, or they look like you just spent a lot of money in a store or something, and you bought a TV that they wanted, so they're gonna follow you to your house, and they're gonna go rob it later on whenever you're not there. You know it could be anything. So this doesn't doesn't just. I just want that's probably some horrible examples, but uh, basically what I'm trying to say is this stuff that I'm gonna. Lump in the anti-terrorism category uh, that I kept coming across that I wanted to talk about, but I decided I can't do it all in one show, so I'm going to do it in multiple shows. It is anti-terrorism, but it's also uh, things that are going to apply to you know everyday life. Whether if the if the terrorist threat just suddenly disappeared, there were no more terrorists ever again, this stuff would still you know help you keep sa- or keep you safe uh, just from, from regular criminals out there. So just all around good, uh, good activities, good things to do. But in the show, I'm not going to go too in detail about anything. Basically, I'm just going to give a few general themes, and just a few little things to think about to keep in mind. Uh, just general themes of what we should be doing uh, to just, just for be security conscious, and a few things that, uh, that maybe somewhat of a checklist that we should be going through and making sure these things are occurring on a daily basis or not occurring at all. And that's pretty much all I'm going to do this show. I'm just going to introduce the subject. And then later, you know, we'll go into something a little bit more. I'm not sure what we're going to do for the next episode, but it's going to be something along the lines of uh, home and workplace security, you know, things that you can do, things that your work should be doing, and that kind of thing. Uh, then we'll, we'll move on to, uh, you know, traveling whenever you're, you know, in another country, whenever you're traveling in the U.S., you know, airport security, uh, things that you can do in the airport, things you should do while you're on the airplane flying ways that you can defend yourself or go on the offense if you need to in an airplane. Uh, something goes down. i got some ideas on that some things that I do when I fly, and I fly pretty often. I just kept, like I said, I just as I was looking through this, I just kept coming up with more and more stuff that I wanted to talk about that could come under the anti-terrorism uh, genre, if you will. And I uh, just couldn't do it all in one show like I was planning on doing, so it's going to be a series. Not sure how long it's going to go. Uh, we will see. Anyway, let's go ahead and have a little quick break, and then we'll come right back and jump right into a little bit of anti-terrorism. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. Every dollar you donate goes directly to the network. Visit gunrightsradio.com and click on the Donations tab. Thank you for your support. All right, welcome back. All right, I just want to clear something up real quick. If you guys out there listen to this, you're expecting something really high speed, like some counter-terrorism, some Jack Bauer stuff, some this is going on and this and that. Probably not gonna get it from this series. Counterterrorism, without going into big definitions, explaining you know, too greatly, it's when you're you know offensively attempting to you know counter the terrorism. You're, you're either stopping it before it happens. You're countering everything they do. They throw something at you, you're countering. It. You know that kind of just like a, what you would think of in martial arts. Anti-terrorism is we want to stop this before it happens. We want to stop things before. The bang, you know, do everything left of bang, not right of bang. Right would be after, left would be before. Who wants to stop things before they happen? And not only stop before they happen, but stop them from happening to us. So we're thinking this is more of a posture that we take uh, to protect ourselves. Just think of it as uh, in the military, we call it force protection, protecting our force, protecting our, our military personnel. Uh, in your workplace, would also be, you know, your workplace uh, protection. Individual protection, personal protection. When I say personal, not you're personally protecting somebody else, but personally protecting your person, personally protecting yourself So, or your family and, you know, yours and yours, you and yours, that kind of thing. So this isn't going to be anything high speed. They're basically individual and family and maybe even workplace protective measures that you should have in place and you should be doing and thinking about and planning for and uh, practicing and critiquing and all that good stuff, whatever you would do, training, anything. And, you know, and actually also evolving, making them better as you get along and progress in what you know and what you do. That's what this is about. This isn't about, you know, being Jack Bauer, not kicking doors in or anything. I'm not going to talk about, you know, this and that. that. It's not going to be what you think if you thought it was going to be something high speed. But then again, you know, when you get into uh, you know counter-surveillance and surveillance attacks and stuff like that, some of that stuff is a little bit high-speed, but it's basic, simple stuff that we should all know. I mean, really, we should. I guarantee you, everyone out there at some point has probably been followed. Maybe not in a vehicle, maybe not uh, anything like that, but at least in a store or uh, at some point. Somebody may have scouted you at some point or just to see, you know, see where you're going or that may have followed you for some reason. Maybe they followed you because you're going to a friend's house and they don't know how to get there. And you're like, hey, man, follow me. Jump in the car and follow me. They followed you. There's certain things that they did. There's certain things that you did when you were being followed. It's kind of the same thing applies. If you don't want to be followed, there's certain things that you can do. Not, well, let's not get into all that stuff. We'll just, we'll save that for later later shows. You know, I just wanted to say that it's not going to be too high speed, but it's going to be interesting. So make sure you download the next show. So that's basically all I was trying to say, I guess. didn't want to disappoint anybody. Gotta keep those gunfighter cast stats high, you know. I make lots of money off of this. Gotta keep those stats up. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, let's get on into this thing. The first thing I wanted to talk about, kind of lay the ground rules for all this, you know, what is terrorism? What is it? The Department of Defense says the, it's the calculated use of violence or threat of violence to inculcate fear, intended to coerce or to intimidate Governments or societies in the pursuit of goals that are generally politically or political, religious, or ideological. Now, the FBI says, Terrorism is the unlawful use of force or violence against persons or property to intimidate or coerce a government, the civilian population, or any segment thereof, f- furtherance of political or social objective. The two of those, in different words, basically ended up with the same state. If you commit violence... To get across some kind of social objective, or political objective, or an ideological objective. So, an idea, If you're trying to you know, say you've got an idea, you've got something uh, that you want to put out there. You want everybody to to believe you and believe what you want and believe what you believe in, and that kind of thing. if not, you're gonna you'd rather them die or whatever. Uh, or you know, it could it may not even be that extreme. For example, right, here's a good one. Um, you got, what, what's it called? Those uh. Peta, you know, the, the, the people, you know, you, you. I wear leather shoes. Uh, I just ate a nice, monstrous rib eye that actually had the rib attached to it, too. Still, so like, the, the bone in, I forget exactly the correct term, maybe Delmonico. Amazing. Thick. It was awesome. Loved it. Peta hates that, all right? They, 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 you know, you got the, the vegans and the vegetarian. If you're vegetarian, good on you. Uh, I got buddies that are vegetarian, and they're they, they skinny. They need to eat some more meat. But, you know, if you do it right, I guess you're fine. Whatever. Um... Yeah, I'm a meat eater. I'm a carnivore. I gotta have my meat, but I don't knock on anybody too much. Oh, they said I don't make fun of them behind their back. I do it to their face and joke with them. We joke with that kind of thing. But some of that vegetarian stuff's good. But different topic altogether. These people, they a lot of times they have went and protest or uh, protested certain events, things that are going on. Uh, they've also thrown paint and actually attacked people that were wearing fur coats and things like that. Now, if someone from this organization, that doesn't make the terrorist, the organization itself, a terrorist organization, but it could make the individual a terrorist. Now, if the organization itself funded them to do these actions or uh, told them to do these actions, then that would make the organization a terrorist organization or terrorist supporting, harboring, whatever organization. But if PETA goes out there, just pickets and says, hey, you really shouldn't wear those fur coats because they're bad and we don't like them. That's not a big, big deal at all. That's exercising the First Amendment right, you know, no problem whatsoever. But they go out there throwing paint cans at people, pouring paint on people, attacking people, ripping their clothes off, that kind of thing. Then uh, you've crossed the line into using violence to convey and to inculcate fear in the people who would wear those kind of material or the the, the fur. To put that on the population, the, the society that, that is involved in that. That would make PETA cross over into a terrorist organization. Yeah, you're right. There are many many individuals that were part of PETA that have thrown pain on people and stuff. And yeah, technically, if you go by the definition, the FBI or the DOD definition, they are in fact terrorists. Well, oh, we can't get into that because that's a left-wing organization and we can't call them terrorists because according to everybody in the world in the U.S., the only terrorist organizations are either uh, jihadists, but they won't even call them terrorist organizations half the time. Or they're um, right-wing extremists. There's definitely no left-wing extremists. Absolutely not. We, we wouldn't even consider that. But anyway, those are the definitions of terrorism. And I almost got into something. I almost brought something up just then, and I might as well go ahead and jump on into it. Uh, for example what's happening in Russia. Now, I'm not any super counter-terrorist guy who just knows everything about every terrorist organization in the world, but I do know from using Google, okay, from looking at different uh, reputable, knowledgeable intelligence sites and talking to some pretty smart people in the Marine Corps uh, that are in the intel community uh, to confirm what I had written down. I was thinking to myself, and I because I see something happen on the news and immediately when I see something on the news they say terrorists blow up this train blah 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 and they're Chechnyan separatist, and they're the black widow blah 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 because they're married to the Chechnyan separatists who were trying to default in the Chechnyan war. You know, they get into all that stuff, but they don't tell the specific. They don't tell the, what's the truth. The truth are is that these were Muslim women that were married. And some of them were actually even connected to the same people who took over the, the theaters and the schools and were killed. Uh, the, the Muslims that did that, These, these uh, the same ones. Um, there's also connections with their organizations and al-Qaeda all over the place, funding and everything. But even on the news today, I, still, I saw it today, and they were saying that it's Chechen separatist. Yeah, they're Chechen separatist, but why not label it what it is? These are Muslim jihadists. These are the same thing that, that's, that we're fighting in Afghanistan, same one we're fighting everywhere else, but we don't want to just throw that name on it. Maybe they're just terrorists because they want separate. They want to be their own country in Chechnya. But you know what? We did the same thing in the U.S. and we started wanting to be our own country, the other thing. And that's perfectly fine. That's what we did. We didn't attack innocents to do it. We did it the right way. So that didn't make us terrorists. They're terrorists. One, because they're using violence and killing innocent people to get across what they're they're trying to do. Uh, what they want to say. Now, what they're trying to do is be separatists. They want their own country, but the reason they want their own country is not because they don't like Russia. It's because they want Sharia. They want Muslim law. That's what they want. They don't want anything. They don't care about having their own state and writing a Constitution and being free. They don't want to be free. They want Sharia. That's what they want. And that's not in the news. They just say, you know, Chechen separatists, you know, this and that, blah, blah. But they don't put out there that these are actually... The same genre, there I go with that word again, of people that were fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq. Same ones. They might just speak a different language. You know, but the same thing. Anyway, we'll move off of that. Actually, we're not going to move off of that. Because I'm going to stay on that for just a second. Because at the same time, they're not reporting the truth on that, when the truth is that it's Muslims again killing people, peaceful religions, killing people again, murdering innocents. I almost went somewhere else and got way off on a tangent, but we're not going to do that. Anyway, but at the same time, you know, while we're not telling the truth about what's happening in Russia, or telling the whole story about what's happening in Russia, what's going on in Detroit? Here's what the news says, and I copied this off of uh, Yahoo after I saw it on CNN and then at Fox and stuff. Members of a Christian militia group, a Christian militia group that was yearning for battle with the Antichrist. Were charged with plotting to kill a police officer and slaughter more by bombing the funeral, all in hopes of touching off an uprising against the U.S. government. Okay, this Christian militia group wanted to go up against the government. Now they're 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 really sure. They're, every single thing said this. The CNN, Fox, Yahoo, uh, NBC, they all said the same thing. Christian militia group. Now, if this was some terrorist muslim group in the u.s they wouldn't have even made news we've stopped things all the time and they barely make it on the news they might make the local news but they don't even they get like a couple of seconds on national news but this is huge right here and it's not it's mostly just one family a militia group now i just i looked up on merriam-webster's dictionary what militia means Okay, they are calling these crazy, whacked-out individuals that claim to be Christians. I don't know what Bible that they are, are, believe in. Uh, definitely not the same one that I believe in. But they're supposedly a Christian militia group, and they're so big on saying militia. Show. And I heard, I heard it like a thousand times on the news just watching it. But here's what a militia is. part of the organized, organized armed forces of a country liable to call only an emergency Or it's a body of citizens organized for a military service. could also be the whole body of able-bodied male citizens declared by law as being subject to call to military service. Let's hit this one. It's It's part of the armed forces of a country. We are supposed to have a militia. According to our constitution, we are supposed to have a militia. Now, they're trying to lump this thing into saying, oh, it's militia. It's a Christian militia group. They're not... A militia group. How can you say militia group? That's, that's like a, that's redundant. It's not a militia group. It's either a militia or it's a group, but you know, a militia is a group, you know, a militia group. They're just wanting to use this word militia because the, right now people are scared of America being pissed off at our getting close to tyrannical government, acting a fool, doing all kind of craziness. And now they're like, oh, militia. Christian militia group wants to fight the Antichrist, and they kill cops, and then they're going to go bomb the funeral. You know, this group is not a militia group. It's a group of crazy terrorist individuals. And they did something like that, then they would be considered terrorists, and they would be absolutely wrong, and they, they should be tried as terrorists or attempted terrorists. I have no problem with that whatsoever. You no. Know, it's, but it's not a militia group. And it's so funny how we're so quick to use the word Christian. They would never have said you know, Muslim militia group, they would have said Christian extremist or Muslim extremist because they got to put those in the other one. They got to throw that extremist word in there. They got to throw something in there because they know Christians aren't going to get mad at at them and strap bombs themselves and go blow themselves up in subways. Christians aren't going to do that. But Muslims, we got to say Muslims extremists or Muslim fundamentalists, you know, but there's no Christian fundamentalist militia group. They don't say that. Anyway, I'll get off of that rant right there and jump back into my anti-terrorism because this show is supposed to be on anti-terrorism, but I got a little out of control. I apologize. All right, so you know, uh, you know, you know what terrorism is, and uh, that's good. Next thing we're going to move into, you know, who is a terrorist? When you think about an individual who would conduct or commit a terrorist act, who is he? What, who is she? Uh, who are they? Well, basically, in a nutshell... It's somebody who's willing to use violence to influence government or a population. You want to influence them to come over to their way of thinking or, you know, at least get their way of thinking out there. Right? These people, they have no regard for innocent life. None whatsoever. You know, that person that comes up to you and tries to rob you in the in the the parking lot or in the alley or whatever, uh, the person that, you know, walks into the bank and says, hey, this is a stick-up, give me all the money, You know, those people may have some regard for innocent life. They may, maybe they're just on drugs and they got to go fill that void in their body, and they got to get that next shot, that next hit or that crack or whatever. Uh, But they don't want to kill anybody. Maybe they, whatever, it it could be anything. Maybe they just want some more cash, you know, because they got to bling bling and all that good stuff. Whatever, Uh, whatever the motivation is. But a lot of times they don't just want to kill innocents. A lot of times they actually have a regard for innocent life. They they know that what they're doing is wrong. Yes, pointing this gun at this person, robbing this bank, whatever, it's against the law. Not only is it against the law, but it's morally wrong. Uh, I'm making kids cry. I'm scaring people. Uh, this is very dangerous. I've created a dangerous situation. You know, I might get in a gunfight, all kind of stuff with, with good law-abiding citizens, you know, anything. Uh, they know they're doing something wrong. They know that. A terrorist, these people who would commit these things and kill all these innocent people, they have absolutely no regard for innocent life whatsoever. None. Right, And they don't think of themselves as... Uh, committing actions that are immoral or evil, uh, they don't think of it that way. They don't think that you know what I'm about to do is just is wrong. You know, it's immoral. I'm going to kill innocent people. They don't think that at all. One, for example, a, a Muslim that, terrorist that would be out here that would come and attack people, they're not going to think of uh, killing us, you know, coffers, infidels, uh, whatever. They're not going to think of killing us is, you know, possibly immoral or wrong. We are filth. We are we're we're the same as, as like chickens to them, like like feces. We are disgusting. We we're vile, wretched creatures that don't even deserve to walk on this planet. To them this is nothing. But then you also have some people that would be maybe um uh say from these right wing extremists and oh yeah I'm a right wing extremist according to uh Napolitano. But you know, we have to call a space a spade. there really are. What you would consider extremists to come from the right that just go way too far. You have them from the left. You got them in the center. You got them all over the place, right? But say uh, some of these people don't believe that. Some of these people don't believe that just because you're from the U.S. or you know you're part of the Great Satan, they don't believe that you're you're evil and you should be killed, you know, or whatever. They don't believe that, but they don't have a problem killing you and killing your family because they believe that the end justifies the means, that there's situations that happen uh, where, where they know there's innocent people that are going to die, people that they probably would rather not kill. But it's going to get the media's attention. It's going to get the government's attention. It's going to get the people released from prison that they want to get released. It's going to get uh, this kind of publicity gun, this country recognized for whatever. It's going to do something that they believe is going to do something for them, to give them some kind of political, ideological, or reg- religious gain so they'll do it even though they know it's wrong but they believe they're morally right because the end justifies the means if that makes sense all right all right next uh, how about where do they come from the terrorists where does it what does it come from well they come from everywhere it doesn't matter what city state country they're they're all over the place it could be anything you know there's people that argue that the, the punk I get angry when I think about the the the, the two the kids that ran through uh, Columbine shooting up people because I've I spent time on the internet uh, a few well, a week or so actually uh, a few years ago reading autopsy reports and reading the whole story and kind of analyzing that whole situation and it's just it was just it's appalling I mean that just I've actually got to the point where you know I hate those two kids who killed themselves at. That went in and did that. I got to the point where I just, I, I have a, a lot of hate for them. I, it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, so you talk about it kind of, I guess the good word would be pisses me off a little bit. Uh, but, you know, there's people that argue that they are terrorists. And in a way, you know, that could also come up, that could, that could work out. That could they could defeat terrorists. Absolutely. You've, you've got, what, I don't even remember his name off the top of my head right now, the, the guy who goes over and joins Al Qaeda that we ran across right after Afghanistan and somehow found him, like, immediately. like We knew he was there. We've been watching him, but it's a complete surprise to us at the time, somehow. You know, there there's there's ones that are, that are right down the street from you that are either future terrorists or they're planning something or whatever. Uh, there could be some, you know, that are on the other side of the world you know, doing their thing in Afghanistan or whatever. These, it's... They could be anywhere is basically what I'm trying to say. There, there's the guys who are, are attacking and, and doing things to the... Uh, the police officers in California right now, and then there was a Detroit thing where the, the Christian militia was uh, getting ready to kill a, a police officer and then kill the rest of the people at the funeral and stuff. You, know, you never know, man. You never know. These people come from everywhere. They look, they don't, they're not dirty. I mean, they're not, they're not, they don't have a big bulge in the side of their arm from, their and hip from a a pistol on their hip, you know, and, and carrying a, a high point. You know, they don't, they're not, you know, nasty and, and all wearing uh, burkas and stuff. They they don't, they don't look what you, they, they look like me and you. They talk like me and you. They act like me and you. It's just the way it is. They're not, it's not going to jump out at you like, well, that guy's obviously a terrorist. There's a lot of things you got to look at in a person and start to analyze things like, wow, where are you? Where is he? What's going on? Why is he doing this, this and that? And ask yourself some questions. This guy is a threat. There's some kind of reason why this I need to report it to somebody. You know, we'll get into that kind of stuff later on. I'm, I know I'm like all over the place, but I'm just trying to introduce this whole topic for the whole series. And I apologize if I'm not making any sense. I got a lot of stuff running around in my head about this. If you haven't noticed already, but they're from anywhere, man. They're from they're they're right down the road. They're from all over the place. It's a, there's no certain place that these people come from. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna get into a few little ideas about. What can you do? So you ask yourself, you know, what can I do about this terrorism thing uh, to protect myself, my family, or whatever? Kind of change of gears, Get into this. There's a few small things you can do, and these are just general themes uh, having to do with anti terrorism that you should try to follow. It's going to help you out a little bit. So we're going to run through this real quick, and then uh, we'll get into our little checklist, and then we'll call it a show. Alrighty. Well, one of the best things you can do. Is uh, you could be anonymous. Don't stick out. There's an old, ancient—I want to say Chinese. It was more of a Japanese, maybe even during the time of the big Confucianism. But we're pretty much in monsoon or Southeast Asia. Where people say, you know, the nail that stands out gets pounded down. That is very true, even in today's world. So be anonymous. Blend into surroundings. You want to blend into your local environment. I don't wear any kind of crazy clothes or anything that makes you stand out past everybody else. Uh, don't act a fool. Don't be that loud American, that loud, obnoxious, annoying American, you know, uh, or, or mannerisms, whatever. You know, just, you want to blend in, be anonymous. You also, uh, don't stop at the same store every day, you know, for your coffee or whatever. Uh, don't take the exact same route every single day. Don't go at the same time every day. Change the way you dress a little bit. You know, Don't wear the same Kind of close. A little bit different. it harder to follow you. Uh, you could change cars. You and your wife, you know, she drives your car and you drive hers one day. Just to... What we call this in the military would be a random anti-terrorism measure or a RAN. Just something to throw out there just to be random, just in case. Doesn't mean somebody's following you. Just, uh, you never know. It won't hurt. If you take public transportation, don't use the same bus stop. Use a different bus stop. It. What this does is it... If somebody was, think of this as, say someone is trying to plan an attack against me. You're going to think, okay, where would be the best place to do this? How would they know that? Because they follow me every day, and I go to this place, then I go to this place, and I go this route to this place. Well, by you just varying your routes or doing things a little bit differently every once in a while, you know, they're over here conducting a plan on what they're going to do to you, then all of a sudden you go the other way. They're like, whoa, I don't know what to do there. Now so-and-so's going to follow uh, you, and they ended up, uh, they're not following you to get your intel because you didn't even drive the same car. You know, they didn't pick you up at the same place where they always think they picked you up because you went a different route and you're in a different car. You know, just just things to think about. I, I hate to say, I mean, I don't do this when I'm in the States. I pretty much use it. There was, like when I was in Virginia, there was two routes to work. And I took one of those two routes every day. I never took another one. There may have been other X's I could have got off on and a couple little things I could have done differently, and I usually didn't because I got in the habit of doing that. And no, I I never saw that anybody was following me, and I would practice some counter-surveillance techniques, uh, which I always do. It's just kind of a habit, and it's really easy to do. There's nothing complicated or high-speed about it. And uh, I, I would take those two paths all the time, one of the two. It's better than taking one, but it's not good as taking, you know, multiple different routes. Did I think I was ever being followed or anybody trying to collect information from me or whatever? No, I never thought that. If I did, I would have done things a lot differently. And I just wanted, so if you, you know, you're going to to work at the local whatever it is down the road, wherever you work, it might be a good idea to have a couple of different routes. There's no point in going crazy and doing it every single day. I mean, you work at a grocery store down the street. Chances are someone's not following you from your house to your grocery store every day. So you don't need to go a different route. So let's apply a little bit of common sense. But also, it's a good tool for your toolbox. I'm going to think about it. So by all means, start practicing a little bit of that. Alright, right, be alert. Uh, Just watching for anything suspicious or out of place. There's just so many things that can happen all the time that we just completely miss. We're not going to get into the counter surveillance or anything, but, you know, just take note of some kind of... uh, repeated action something that somebody keeps doing that you think maybe he's following me or maybe he's you know watching me or uh it could be anything just be alert to what's going around you keep your head up that whole just that sheepdog mentality not looking around for everybody else but looking out for yourself as well and just looking out at what's around you not being in the white observing your surroundings watch them as they develop and analyze things and what's going on around you be ready uh, if you ever think you're being followed or anything like that, then by all means, you know, you are you are alert and you're alerted to something that's going on. You know, a suspicious person, suspicious vehicle. Go to a, a highly populated area like a grocery store, a police department. Uh, if you're overseas an embassy or if there's a military installation nearby, stop off in there. You know, could be anything like that. Uh, just take advantage of what's around you. We've talked about being alert before. Uh, I'm not going to go great into detail about that right now. we'll hit it later on when we'll go into the small details about this. Plan ahead. Think about, you know, are there going to be times and places where I might be a little more exposed and less safe than others? If you determine there's some places on your route or places where you go or times of the day or because this goes on your schedule or whatever, that you may be more exposed or at a higher risk in that time or less safe in that time, then avoid it. Plan around it so you can do something about that to not be caught in that situation. Because you might not have some crazy, you know, derka-derka jihadist getting ready to blow you up with a suicide bomb at Starbucks. But you might have somebody that's been following you because he thinks you've got a really nice car and he wants to go on a joyride in it. You know, it could be anything. So by all means, keep in mind what you do, analyze it, think about it, and find when you're the most vulnerable and the least safe and eliminate that get it out of your life plan around it also you want to control people that have access to you or you know threat access if someone wants to break into your house and do you know just a typical home invasion go in there forcefully violently take all your stuff and leave if you have one of these soft little uh core doors, they can easily kick right in there and do that so you're not really limiting access very much but if you've got a nice steel door, you make it a little bit harder for them. you got a nice steel door with a couple of deadbolts on it. Now it's even harder. You've got a nice steel door with a couple of deadbolts and a security door. You know, if you're really that paranoid, which is fine with me. I would not never crack on anybody for that. Now you've even got less of a chance for them to have access. Now you've got bars on your windows, too. But they're nice, pretty bars, so they don't look so so bad. A nice aesthetic aesthetic appearance. Now you've even limited access even more. You've got all these layers of protection around you. And you're safer. Your family is safer because of it. Somebody might call you paranoid, but guess what? People who listen to the show carry pistols that have bullets in them that are able to employ and they train to employ deadly force at any time. uh, Anytime somebody threatens them or threatens their family or maybe even people around them. You guys carry those guns. You do that. You chose to do that. Some of you signed up for jobs that you carry weapons on you to stop bad people, uh, to investigate crimes and all that good stuff. So when I say something about being that paranoid of putting bars on your windows and your doors, some people out there would think, well, that's just crazy. But then you'll carry a pistol on your side? You know, you're that prepared to, to apply deadly force on somebody, but you're not prepared to spend a couple of dollars on, you know, something to bar up your windows or, or your a security door, you know, I, I think it, your priorities are good because you get that gun first. But then once you acquire a little bit more cash instead of buying those next three or four guns that you want or buying that FS-2000, Tom, you might want to go ahead and uh, get something that's a little more, I guess, worthy of your cash and protect your family a little bit better. Especially if you're in a permanent residence, you're always going to stay in for the rest of your life. You know, in the Marine Corps, we teach and practice. We don't fight out of foxholes. Uh, we fight in fighting holes. So we're fighting in our, firm, our holes that we dig for survivability and to help us fight. They're, they're, we design them so that we can fight from according to our terrain, and we constantly improve our positions. So once you move into a house and you're staying there forever, constantly improve that position. Constantly limit the, the access uh, to you and, and increase your safety in that way. And, you know, it's also good to have alarms. Yes, uh, I know an alarm is not going to save your life. That pistol on your side is worth a heck of a lot more than that alarm system is. But it's, it's one more thing. It's one more. It's a, it's something to also have. It's not something to rely on without a doubt. All right, And those are just a few things I want to think about. Some general anti-terrorism things. As we go a little bit further into this, we're going to go into more detail about a lot of the subjects here. And actually, you know, drill down into each subject. And, you know, like I said earlier about what happens at the airport, uh, in the house, in the workplace, on the route to the workplace, on the way home from the workplace, that kind of thing. And we'll go into more detail about it. And, Hopefully you get something out of it. But um, one more thing we're going to hit real quick. I'm just going to roll right through this. And like I said, we're going to call it a show. It's going to be just a little general tech checklist. I'm just going to kind of read through. So if you're out there listening, you probably have a Facebook account. You might even have a Twitter account. You might even be one of those really high-speed social networking people like my wife who has Facebook, MySpace, PhotoBucket, Twitter, and whatever else is out there. If you are, you need to keep in mind what you're posting on these things. I see people that are friends with me on Facebook all the time saying, hey, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the movies, then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to the gym, then home and go to sleep. If I was out there trying to attack you or trying to hurt you or do something to you, capture you, kidnap, or whatever, it would be so easy. You tell me everything that you're about to do before you go do it. It is really, really easy. Keep in mind what you're posting on here. Keep in mind, uh, talk to your kids about what they're posting on there. I'm home alone again. Mom's not coming home till later because you had to work late. Blah, blah, blah. Dad's out of town for business. You know, things like that. Who knows if, if there's not somebody who has access? These things are easily hacked. Facebook, if you haven't realized it's is not the most secure thing out there. Twitter, most definitely not. Everybody and your grandma can follow you and and see what you're saying. It's no trouble whatsoever. So posting those kind of things or your family posting those kind of things are a huge security risk. You know, I've got my birth date and stuff on my uh, Facebook, and that's really not a good idea to have that either. I mean, if you're talking about uh, someone getting into my account or identity theft and that kind of stuff, it's not a good idea to put your birth date Oh uh, yeah, I'm kind of being a hypocrite here because I have my birthday date on there. Because some of you who left me happy birthday wishes know that my birthday was two days ago on April the 1st. Yes, April Fool's Day. I was an April Fool's baby. Uh, somebody left me a message that said, uh, Oh, so you were born on April 1st too, April Fool's. That explains a lot. Or so I've been told because he was born on April 1st as well. Yeah, I've heard that one a few times too. That explains everything about me because I was born on April Fool's. but I don't really get it. But anyway... Your personal information. Guard that stuff. Guard it. Don't just willingly give it out over Facebook to who knows who's listening. Don't do it. I, there's been many times, you know, I've been out at a bar, been out at a store or anything. I just run across somebody start talking. If somebody strikes up a conversation, they start asking me uh, questions. You know, they, they ask me about, you know, what I do in the military, you know, if I'm in the military, and this and that. And, you know, I usually play things down, you know, usually sometimes I don't have to play things down because I, mean, I really don't do much. Or I, I, and they ask weird questions like, oh, really? So you're on that base? Man, that's a small base. How many people are on that base? I'm like, I don't know, you know, just probably, you know, too many because I've long lines at the PX, you know. And then I, I'll throw them like a little joke or something. I won't give them specifics. Even if I know it, I won't give anybody specifics. Um, if it's uh, you, oh, you work over there at such and such? Oh, wow, well, yeah, yeah. So what are you guys doing over there? Yeah, I'm an IT guy. What do you guys do for your protection, this and that? Well, don't talk about that stuff. Don't, don't, don't give that information out. You know, and why is he asking this stuff? you got that little voice in your head. you got to listen to it. If someone's digging for information and asking your kids for information, asking you for information, why do they want to know this? Are they just trying to do this for general conversation? Because someone who's good at this thing, is collecting information, is going to seem like they just want it for general conversations to get to know you. So just keep that in mind. Don't just volunteer uh, your personal information. Don't give that stuff out or your workplace information or any kind of security information like that that could be harmful to your well-being or your family's well-being. All right, I just touched on this a second ago. You want to maintain a healthy suspicion. Now, me and Justin a while back talked about that, how, uh, we have, you know, the gift, the curse or the burden, whatever you want to call it, where we don't really trust anybody until you've proven that I should trust you. Uh, everybody out there, you know, I'm watching you. I'm going to see what you're doing. I don't know your intentions. and So I'm going to watch you and, and see if I can guesstimate your intentions before uh, even you know their, your intentions, that kind of thing. But you really want to maintain a healthy suspicion. Be alert to strangers uh, that are around your property. Maybe there's a van out there or whatever, you know, why is he there? I think I mentioned this one time whenever I had Justin on the show, we were talking. I was outside on my lawnmower cutting my grass in North Carolina. And somebody pulls up right in front of my house. And I was on the side of the house. I don't know if they can see me or not. And they started taking pictures of my house from uh, the driver's seat of the car. I jumped in my vehicle and drove after them and actually cut them off at the stop sign that they had to pull up to before they turned left to get on another road that took them to the main road. And I got out of the car and I was asking Had my hand on my pistol ready to draw it. I don't think he saw it because he was in the way in a, a much higher vehicle than mine. So I, I was trying to hide that fact. And I asked him what he was doing, why he was doing it, why he was taking pictures and all that. Because I, it sent off flags all over the place for me. There was a guy in a black Ford Expedition in front of my house with a very expensive looking camera taking pictures of my house. And multiple pictures of my house. Why would you be doing this? It was in the middle of the day as well. That sent flags off all over the place for me. So I wanted to find out the bottom of this. Turns out the guy was scared to death after I cut him off. And he was a real estate agent. He was appraising houses. And I had recently bought my house. So he had numbers or recent numbers on my house. And uh, he was appraising another house down the road. And he had to use my numbers for the equation that they figure out for the price of the other house. And that kind of thing. So I was like, oh, man. Well, I was like, man, you could have knocked on the door and said something, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, you know, but no problem, no big deal. And he showed me his credentials and his business that he was with and everything, and he was really cool about it, and he apologized and stuff. And uh, I didn't feel bad for doing that because that guy, that, I felt a threat to my family's security at that point. And I wanted to do something about it, and I don't know what that guy's doing. So I had to clear that up for myself. Maybe getting a description of the vehicle. And uh, the license plate number and calling the police might would have been a better idea. But then again, you know, spur of the moment, heart rate increases a little bit. Jump in the vehicle and did it myself. You know, whether it was the right decision or not, I don't know. But it worked out. But just keep those things in mind. And if the little voice in your head says something to you, make sure you listen to it. Right? Suspicious activity. Someone who's lording near your home or office, your workplace or whatever, that van that's been there for a while and you don't know why it's there. Somebody, like I said earlier ago, or a minute ago, was talking to you about, you know, where you work and whatever and everything else. that's going that's, on. That's really suspicious to me when somebody asks you just too many questions. Just be suspicious. Just think about some things. And I'll talk later on about this too, some anti-terrorism measures. But uh, if you're driving down the road and you've got a car on the side of the road that's broken down, you may need to stop and help some old lady change her tire. And that's fine. But then again, you might want to look at the situation and drive right past and not do anything. Just be suspicious. Maintain that general uh, healthy suspicion. And by what I said earlier about being anonymous, that's going to help you be an easy target. You know, by varying daily routines, uh, don't leave at the same time, don't go home at the same time, don't don't go to work at the same time, whatever. Uh, Just try to avoid habitual patterns. I mean, like I said earlier, you can alternate vehicles and that kind of thing. If you're going to go, if you're leaving work, send your wife a text. Hey, honey, I'm on the way home. I'll be there in a few minutes. If I'm not there, you know, you might. She already knows it. She might want to start looking for you, or you're going to send her a text later on. So maintain communication. You know, like, hey, wife, uh, I'll be there in a few minutes. Uh, look for me. Tell a friend or family member or whatever. Uh, if you're traveling in an airplane or whatever, you're going out of state or out of country, call people. know where you're at, where you're going to be. But if you're out of the country, let the embassy know. You know, talk to maintain communication with that kind of those different people and organizations that you, that you have access to. Uh, and ensure that your family members do the same. You know, your, your daughter or son or whatever goes out for the night. Uh, and me, I'm a huge fan of, of kids with cell phones. My son is only eight, and I got one that's going to be here in a, a month and a half or so. You know, I I want my, my son to have a cell phone. If he's going to go start doing things by himself, I want him to have a cell phone. I can throw in the GPS thing and see where he's at through, like, Google Earth. And all. There's all kinds of programs and apps you can use to see where your kid is and what's going on. If he's kidnapped, uh, he could, you could possibly still locate where he's at. Uh, He could contact you all the time if he's ever in trouble or anything's going on. Uh, I'm I'm just a huge fan of it. Uh, I think, I think kids should have cell phones. People might disagree. Of course, you've got to limit their use of it and what they do with it and everything. It's, I I think it's a huge asset uh, for family security. So my son, say he goes, he's he's a little bit older and he goes to a movie. Hey, dad, I'm I'm so and so. I'm leaving. I'm going to such and such house to the movies and it should last this long. All right. Great. Have a good time. And then he's, "Hey, we're done here. I'm heading uh, back to this place or whatever." If I don't hear from him for a while, either he's up to no good, or somebody else is up to no good. So I'm gonna start blowing his phone up a little bit, you know, and to you know, make sure that kid knows he answers his phone or the phone goes away, and you know all that other good stuff. Whatever you want to do, but you you actually that's that's helping your security network out. That's that's building your family security. That's that's making you safer, right? That's that's so now you can you can get the ball rolling. Uh, to actions that you need to do in case he does go missing or something goes bad. Uh, just some things to think about. Uh, kind of the same thing around with the limiting access. limit your exposure. People come to doors all the time trying to sell things. When I was in Virginia, there was always somebody coming to my door trying to sell something. I always told a wife to talk to them without opening the door. And they, they want to sell magazines because they want their college students. They want to go on this trip that they went. You probably all know the same story. Or they... Uh, we want to come in and clean your carpet or something like that. Now uh, we'll come in right now and do a free estimate for you. No big deal. Like uh, you're a fool if you let that person in. You know, somebody out there who drives up in a, a old car or something, and it's not even in a you know a legitimate van. Uh, he might have some fake business card or something, or the business card that anybody can make a business card, and he doesn't even have like actual work van and, and carpet cleaning equipment. But he wants to come into your house and, and appraise your carpet. You know, it, it's. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous, especially if you live in an apartment that he should probably be able to look from the outside to figure out at least the, the square footage of the place or whatever. It's just, they're up to no good. There's just no reason why you should let any of those people in for that. It's never going to be a good idea. Uh, if you want your carpet appraised and you want to get your carpet clean, call a carpet company and have them come do it. The person showing up at your door is probably not the right person to do it. Uh, but, you know, try to stay in protective areas whenever possible. If you're going out to a uh, a business or whatever, you know, stay around people, uh, not too many people, avoid protests, that kind of thing. Just kind of minimize your exposure the best you can. Now, when I say minimize protests, that's more of a other country kind of thing and maybe some things that happen actually in our country. But if you want to go to a tea party, by all means, go to a tea party. And if you want to go to the Second Amendment march, jump all over that. Also, you know, be prepared. And this is what we're going to talk a lot more about. Memorize key phone numbers to law enforcement, family members, the embassy, if you're out of the country, uh, whatever, you know, attach they have in the area, your office, all that good stuff. Keep that in mind. If you're in the office and you have security in your building or something like that, have the number to that on hand. Have it in your head. Uh, in your home, have it posted next to your phone. Have it programmed into your cell phone. Have all that stuff ready to go on speed dial. Know where you are. We all know that one. That's uh rule number one, right? And number two is... Uh, look cool and rule number three is if you don't know where you are at least look cool well do your best to look cool and know where you are at all times that way you can tell somebody where you're at if something goes down you need to report something you can explain to where it's at and where it's going down Uh you can also you you should know the routes from where you are to where you need to go from where you are to a safe place from where you are to the police department from where you are if you're overseas to the embassy have a plan and practice it make sure your family knows the plan and they know what to do as well so be prepared just general preparedness Alright, well that's pretty much uh, the, the small basic topics that I wanted to go over for this show. Just kinda of introduce the subject and like I said later on we're gonna go into a little more detail and drill down on a few different individual subjects and get a little bit more into it. But that's uh, that's all I have for today's episode of Gunfighter Cast. I hope you enjoyed episode number twenty eight and get something out of it and look forward in the future for the rest of the anti-terrorism security whatever you want to call it series. But thanks for downloading and listening, and subscribing, and spreading the word. Seeing some hits go up a little bit more on the website. Still, you guys are increasing, and uh, seeing a few different new traffic from some forums. Keep throwing us out there to the different forums that you like, the forums that you're on on the internet, the websites, uh, whatever it is you got. You know, tell your friends about Gunfighter Cast. Let them check us out and see if they like it. And thanks again for the iTunes reviews. You guys are doing great on there, keeping that up. It really make a big difference. But anyway, thanks for listening. Glad to have you with me and, uh, glad to be with you. So, uh, until next time, go no firecast. cats.